Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Passes away from flight, uh-oh, H-159, that's flight, uh-oh, H-159. Please approach the gate. The flight is not ready for boarding. Your life is new, not an out-of-home podcast. What's happening, people? It's your boy Key, one quarter of the Out of Home Podcast. Welcome to the second installment of our Golden Generation Conversations. This series of talks were recorded before we started making our film, which you can check out now online. And this show in particular is with the lovely Cuba. An original out of homie who's lived in Amsterdam for many years, having been born in the UK. She talks to us about her cultural heritage, her experiences being a black woman in the creative scene, and her thoughts on her own legacy. Please sit back, enjoy, relax, and remember, keep it out of home. Cute. So, um, so basically, you told us a bunch of stuff. You're from Manchester, you are Jamaican, you're Nigerian, you're yeah. Ghanaian, you're also English. English and also live in Amsterdam, which means that you have a, um, a very varied upbringing, a very, uh, a very um, unique asp- uh, perspective on the world as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'd be interesting to understand like how, what it was like growing up with those types of influences in your life and um yeah let's start there like what was it like having like all of those influences from different parts of the world in your life at such an early age all right i think we then have to go back to where i was brought up mm-hmm. i was brought up in manchester yeah which part of manchester moss hide <laughs> jeez yeah i mean Shouts out. that's what it is <laughs> i used to um, live in stockport oh okay yeah. <laughs> I was not going to live in Mossad. Um, no, yeah, so Mossad. So your reaction, for the people listening, your reaction already colours in what Mossad used to be. Because it has changed yeah, a bit. Imagine. But Mossad's very rough, right? Drugs, gangs, violence, just rough. Like, the estate is just... Was, pardon? A mazzoline. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm. Um, so, huge family. Huge, huge family from all sorts. So, the Jamaican side on my mom's side, Ghanaian side from my mom's side, and then the Nigerian. Um, <coughs> um, my dad grew up in uh, Lagos. Mm. Very, very strict African upbringing we had. Um, and because he wanted the best for my sister and I, Salsa and I, he actually removed us from our side and we travelled the world wow. for years. Yeah. Oh, really? Where, whereabouts yeah. did you go then? Like, Everywhere. Yeah. So Europe, that explains the whole of a Europe. lot already. Mm. Oh, it does? About your character, oh, yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Well, please continue, sorry. Uh, yeah, no problem. Um, so we bought a caravan and we travelled Europe. Wow. Then, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, go on. How old were you? This is so uh, interesting. I never knew this. One. I never knew this. Um, yeah. I, we I was. <laughs> <laughs> I was about. Um, I think about seven. Wow. Started from seven, yeah, six, wow. seven. Um, and then, sorry. Yeah. How long were you on tour for? About when you get to that? Um, I think we travelled for about four or five years. Wow. Jesus. And then we we used to go back to England, enrol in school. Then be pulled out of school again, travel again, then go back to school, and then back wow. to school. So, are you doing this all in half term or like just random? No, no, like the... we were homeschooled oh. by my dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we it's making sense because yeah, yeah. you said you said strict no, African, no, strict. West African bring, bringing then. Yeah, I'm no, like, how was like... uncle taking you out of school then? No, so we were homeschooled by my dad. Mm. Uh, lived in Nigeria, lived in India. Um, wow. Lived in Canada. Where in India wow. did you did you live? Goa and Kerala. In Kerala, that's where our kids yeah. from. Kids from Kerala. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, so yeah, so that happened. Homeschooled by my dad. Mm. Um, 
And then, okay, it's a funny story. We were actually meant to move to India to live. Yeah. Bought a house, enrolled in school. And my dad was finalising some business, business, in India with his girlfriend of the time. And so he dropped us off with my big sister. Yeah. Okay, by the way, African dad, 14 kids. Wow. So my, old, my eldest sister yeah. lived in Amsterdam. He dropped us off for about two months. Yeah. By the time he came back, Salsa and I spoke Dutch. Wow. Because we were like mimicking everybody. This is mad. <laughs> so, I'm so engaged. Your BBC shout, hey, listen, hold up. Discovery Channel. Discovery Channel. Sorry, but go on. No, it's fine. So then we were like, Baba, can we please stay? Mm. He was like, oh, but I've just bought a house. <laughs> just, in you know, big bad India, no? Like, wow. in, like it's Belgium. No, like, it's far it's away. Far. It's far. Like, it's far. It's far. It's far. Like, it's, like, we lived our life there. Like, we wow. were on the beach every day. Like, you know, we were learning so many different things. Wow. But we spoke Dutch. Mm. So we were like, Baba, can we please stay? And so we ended up staying. And yeah, here we are. That's crazy. Um, really is. That, that yeah, that's yeah. Wild. So, I, I, can we just have a round of applause for that story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> My life story. Um, so like, obviously, we want to get into like how you got into creativity, but like, yeah. hearing that part of your story is actually really interesting to understand. Like, how did you get into like getting moving into like creativity? Because homeschooling is not the same as obviously, like, what what was in normal schooling, what would you call it? I don't know, normal schooling. Yeah, just normal schooling. Yeah, 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 I get it, bro. Uh, <laughs> and like, you know, you have, your, you have your lessons, you have your English, maths and whatever, yeah. and art, and you probably mm. have drama and stuff like this. So like, how did you go about having those lessons that weren't necessarily like the basics of schooling? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think, so when we moved to um, Amsterdam, we were put in a language class mm. and so it was we didn't fully speak the language so we spoke dutch but it was just the basics mm. so we were actually put into a special class mm. um and i think i don't know i'm just trying to think about what that process was like but i think because life had to then all of a sudden be so so visual in co communicating with people maybe that mm. um and also I was bullied a lot. Mm. So, because you have to understand, when you're moved out of school so many times and you're constantly moving, yeah. um, starting relationships with people becomes like a thing. Like, it's mm. really difficult. And, yeah. you know, I've been through therapy for this mm -hmm. because it's difficult to then, like, trust the fact that, okay, even with my boyfriend, I mean, we've been f together for a long time, but at the early stages of my relationship with him, I was like, oh, my God, this guy's going to leave. Mm. Not because he's oh, a bad person. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. because he didn't love me, but because in my mind, that's what happens. Mm. Things leave. Hard for you to, like, settle, innit? Settle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I used to read a lot. Like, I devour books. I still do. Read, 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 read. And so reading mm. is actually also quite creative because you're actually losing yourself in a different world yeah, and you're becoming that character you're becoming you know you're, you're 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 painting the picture of that world that you then um disappear into mm -hmm. and so i think that maybe also influenced it because i'm a photographer so i try and capture a moment mm -hmm. and show it to other people and be like oh my god look at this beautiful face because it's portraits that i do what do you think um I'm interested to know why you wanted to stay in Amsterdam, but what do you think traveling around so much at that age did for you? Oh, so much. Like, I saw so much of the world. Um, you know, learned different perspectives, learned about different cultures, learned about my place as being um, a black woman um, and a woman in the world, because my dad was always like, Cuba, you have to work 10 times harder. Not just because you're a woman of color, but also because you're a woman. Mm. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, just different perspectives and respect for the way the world moves. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. cool, man. I think that. What was your favorite place from where you've tra traveled to, and what was the place you just couldn't vibe with? That time. My favorite place was definitely Lagos, Nigeria. But that is also. <laughs> that organized that edit. <laughs> 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 A minute thirteen. <laughs> 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 
Um, but that's because I went back many times afterwards. But I was just like, oh my god, I used to speak fluent Yoruba. So when I went, here's this Oimbo white girl speaking fluent Yoruba with all these aunties and uncles at the market. So I was like, oh my god, I feel special. Oh my god, I feel special. So that's probably why I loved it. Um, but it's also, I think, after the times I visited afterwards, like six weeks, eight weeks in the summer holidays, it just feels like home. Like there's a click. And I don't know, I mean, for a lot of people that I know now, friends that I know now, they don't really go back home. And because I've had the privilege, because I call it a privilege, but I've had the privilege of going back home, I can identify with that click of, wow, this is it. And my boyfriend went to Burkina Faso last two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. And he finally had that click. Yeah. Mind yeah. you, we've been together by that time, six, seven years. And he just never understood what I loved so much about Nigeria. Because it wasn't just the, you know, the food, but it was that click. Did you, did you go to school there as well? Yeah, I went to school there as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you get Pardon? Yeah. Oh, boys, I used to talk so much, <laughs> laugh, giggle. And you, and you, I used and you to get hit, yeah? Hit yes. with a ruler. Oh Kneel down in yeah. the corner on my knees. Push my knees straight. used to bleed. Wow. Seriously, I mean, I, I, it is what it is. I asked to be taken out. Like, is, is, yeah, I couldn't have done those type of schools, you know, but... Because going from like a like a British school to there, yeah. it's a whole relegation system. Like you can yeah. find yourself in like set two yeah. one day, and if you're not performing, set they'll eight. put you being like, yeah. And then it's like I was talking to one friend, yeah. but he got caught. I saw him get beat. I went back to my, I went back to my house. I said to my dad, I was like, nah, big man, we're not doing this. <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing this no more. Send yeah. me back. To, send me back home. Yeah. Take me home. Yeah. But like, it's really. Br- and then the one I used to hate was like, oh, it'd be hot. On the, mm. on the like playground, and they'll make you like crawl on your, yeah. your knees so that you, like that's like, what I'm saying. The knee thing on the concrete, yeah, it yeah, because it'd be hot and then it'd just be like melting. It was it was mad. mad. So, the, like, so and uh, uh, did your parents have it as well? Like the little um, punishment tools they had. Like my dad's favorite one was one you raise your hands and you're just not allowed to put them. Oh, that is no. that one. That one. <laughs> that one. <laughs> oh my. Uh-uh. Oh my. No, but do you know what? Oh my, like, my parents used to do that to me and like leave the room. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah. like, do you expect me to keep my hands up I've when had, you leave the room, fam? I've had this one. I've had that one. Like, so, like, man's just chilling, yeah? And then when you hear them come back in... <laughs> but, and you're throwing your... Like, you're like, is it that one? Is it that one? These times you just threw them up, like, This one, you're just standing. There's also one like this. Oh, no, oh, no. Like, like, yeah. Fake Superman so, almost. So, for everybody listening... That's long. <laughs> that, nah, yeah. yeah. They had. They were Madness. very creative in that department. But I must say, my privilege was because I was, like, I, I was white. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm light skin so like they were like oh Cuba and I just be crying I'm like I'm sorry ma I'll never do it again (laughs) (laughs) yeah so Nigeria is my favorite place so um so you traveled around then you end up in Amsterdam and uh one of the things that I think that um we picked up on and I guess is maybe true to you as well Mm -hmm. is that um People that are in Amsterdam in the creative scene they seem to work together Mm -hmm. yeah um how have you found the creative scene here and how why do you think it's why do you think Amsterdam's like has that ability to bring people closer together and, and have that ability to just work, do work together like that okay interesting one there, there are two sides to this mm. for me mm. a positive side and a negative side mm. so the, let's start off with the negative side mm. and then end on a good note so the negative side of working together is that in my opinion there is a culture that is very hard to penetrate and to get into. And it's like an inside circle that if you're not raving, if you're not on the scene, you'll never be booked or you'll never be part of the Cool Kids crew. Um, and that's, that's just the way it is. Um, I don't really like that side of the creative scene in Amsterdam. And I don't know if you guys can relate to this. Yeah, go on. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay, good. Um, I think that's like... <coughs> sorry to cut No, you. no, that's fine, good. That's like a lot of um, cities in general, innit? Like, mm. But I think it's, it's, it's uh, perpetuated a bit more in Amsterdam because it's so small and there is yeah. kind of one creative scene. Yeah. In London or LA or New York, there's multiple... There's multiple scenes. Oh, it's a big scene, so there's enough space for everyone. But yeah. here it's like, I get you. Yeah. And I think my not being able to... and their 
they're after not wanting to penetrate that scene is because call it lame but i don't go to parties mm -hmm. and i don't drink alcohol and i don't go out to cl clubbing and i've had a, the same boyfriend for years and years and years so like i'm not i don't know it's so weird but i just feel as though if you're not in that scene you're not seen mm. if that makes sense but to end on a good note the scene is cool <laughs> like it's 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 something else like if you like just to, like dabble in it a bit mm. and you know people on the outskirts of it and you're invited as a plus one to a party or to Soho House mm. or whatever the scene you want to dabble into it's dope mm. like and so rich and young yeah why do you think that it, why do you think it why do you think there are so many creators oh uh, Oh, oh, such an auntie noise. <laughs> like, I'm just shaking my head thinking, oh, because I am the creative. Okay. So I'm trying to think of why I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, you have a lot of peers as well, right? Yeah. Yes. Why are we doing what we're doing? I think it's interesting. So if we look at... I'm a bit younger than you guys. Just a little bit. Just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Like a gap of a few years, but just a little bit. Shade, but we will set it. Smidge, <laughs> smidge. Um, it's all good. So if we look at, let me just say me. If I look at my dad, he's 60 odd. His generation are the, in England, are the sons and daughters of immigrants that moved to England from Nigeria, from the West Indies, as working class mm -hmm. Africans and um, what's the other one? Caribbean, Africans Caribbeans. and yeah, Caribbeans. And so they were in work, work, work mode. Yeah. Shouts out to Rihanna. <laughs> <laughs> work, 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 work mode. And I think our generation has now now has the ability to I don't know, like, relax a bit more. Yeah. And step away from, you have to work ten times harder because you're a woman and because you're a woman of colour. Mm. I'm now thinking, I understand, and it's still very relevant, but I want to have fun. Yeah. And I want to live, and I want to explore this creative mind that I have that we all have, but you were in work mode. Yeah. You were in protective mode. Yeah. You were trying to help me mode. Mm. And now I'm like, I just want to make some shmoney and enjoy it. <laughs> Shout out to the word shmoney, but they didn't have the privilege like we exactly. did. Exactly. Like, and I think know, we have the privilege. Like, like how many times have you said to your auntie, your uncle, you, you speak to your, your, your very, let me not say African, you're very like, what do you call it, a traditional family member, and you speak to them about like, being a vegetarian, they're like, what? What? Or, or, or even something related to this is like, job satisfaction. Happy? Happy? Mean, what do you mean, happy? You need to pay the job. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. exactly. Um, Cuba, I was just going to ask you, yeah, it's interesting because you said you grew up in like, uh, kind of like a strict household and it's mm. funny because I think a lot of people can identify with like being in an African household or from an immigrant background um, and there'd be mo mo some of the most restrictive environments in mm. terms of you know don't go out don't do this don't do that mm. but it gives birth to a new generation of people that consider themselves to be so creative like how do you think that happened or do you think because of the oppression it, it pushed yeah. people to explore that side more? I think the latter. Okay. Yeah. In my case, it was the latter because my dad was so strict for me. and But then on the other hand, like, he traveled the world with us. Mm. So he was open and wanted to know about the world. But in his upbringing and in his discipline, very, very strict. Mm -hmm. um, but because of that, I kind of, like, mentally rebelled as well. Mm -hmm. And was just like, I want to have fun. And I want to explore photography and I want to be this creative without a job title. And he's like, ah, photography guess. <laughs> <laughs> Delivery of That's point. a hobby. I'm like, no, Baba, it's not. It's like a job. So, yeah, I think, Stephen, yeah, I think I rebelled. Yeah, no, I just find it so funny that it's just like the two were in complete opposite you'd think like okay cool being from that household or having those experiences that you just kind of submit and be a um a doctor yeah. yeah a doctor or like you know a yeah it's something like that but it's, i just yeah. find it funny that it just works out the complete opposite complete way complete opposite yeah mm -hmm. sick sick 
and growing up as well, I just want to touch, before we go into the next session, um, so you did school, how long did you go to school here, or what, what age were you at from? So I was 10 when I yeah. moved to Amsterdam, yeah. and so I did, so in Holland it's group 1 to 8, okay. and then high school, so okay. I did group 7 and 8, then the whole of high school, and now I'm in uni. Okay, so then, can did you study much about Dutch history, or how was that? How was that packaged to you growing up? And how did you react to that, knowing that you'd already seen quite a bit of the world at this point? Mm. So I knew cycling through was a thing Amsterdam. No, no, through Amsterdam, I knew that it was a thing, and I used to get trapped in the tram track so many times. Yeah, but I knew <laughs> I knew cycling through the city centre that it was built on slave money. Mm. Oh, I knew okay. because of my dad. He'd be like, ah, I didn't look know. at these houses. Do you know where they came from? Mm. Black people, the VOC, mm. the slave trade. I knew. Mm. And so I kind of just took everything that they were saying at school and I'd be the one asking questions and th saying like, okay, what about black people and mm. slaves? Mm. They'd be like, oh, but you have to understand that they built you know, such great things from that. I'm like, what about black people and slaves? Mm. Like, that's a thing. And you have to understand, I'm, I'm a girl, 10, 11 years old, who's reading Roots. Mm. Like, I'm reading yeah. Roots. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Six, seven times a year, I'm reading it back to front, back to front. So I know about all of these things. Mm. And so I was that person in class saying, okay... Slavery, when we're going to talk about that. Mm. And what was, what was the response to that? It was just like, it's not something that's on the curriculum, it's not something that they actually talk is. about. The thing is, it is, mm -hmm. but minutely. Mm. Like, it's a tiny it's like, bit. Like a, it's, a, it's a session, isn't it? It's, it's a, yeah. <laughs> it's one. It's, it's one. A <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. So, yeah. How did that make you feel at the time? Um, like, knowing that this was your country that you chose to live in. Yeah. And then understanding that this now is a place that is actually built off the backs of your ancestors. Mm. And then being in a place where you're at being educated and you're asking questions, mm. but yet they're still coming to you like, oh, like, it, it doesn't really matter. I'm going to be very honest. Mm. I did not care mm. at the time. Mm. It's not, well, well even now, like, even Not even now, but like, okay, how does it make you feel now? Okay. It, yeah. I'll, I'll just quickly explain as to why I said I didn't care, I was very young. Mm, of course. You know? Yeah. So I was like, oh my God, I got a boyfriend. Oh my God. Oh my God. So like, I was, you know, doing other things and chilling and eating and, you know. Living life. Chilling, yeah. Chilling. So at the time I was just like, oh my God, the big mouth in class. But then at the break, I'm like, oh my God, what are we having for lunch? Lauren, are you picking me up from school? Blah, blah, blah. Now... It hits deeper, mm. much deeper. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot. And I'm just trying to make sure that my legacy and my kids' legacy is something that my ancestors would be proud of. Because mm. here I am in this beautiful house that was originally built on the backs of our ancestors. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just trying to make sure that everything I do from now on makes my ancestors proud, mm -hmm. to be honest. That's tough, man. What, what were some of the, for people that don't like, we obviously coming in to the country, you know what I'm saying? Mm. What were they, what was general consensus around the golden age? And then, you know, and you've told us some of the um, irregularities, but what was the general consensus? Like, what was being pumped out there? Mm. It's like, this was the fact of that, that era. How was it portrayed? Um... As something to be proud of. Okay. And as something like, look at Amsterdam and look at... I, I hope that I understand your question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it was, look at how much we have benefited mm -hmm. and look at the outcome and mm. not what yeah. what was before it. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. It's like glossing over it, basically. Yeah, 100%. Almost. Wow. Mm -hmm. And look at, look, at, look at what's here now. Oh, and we can't help what happened back in the day. Yeah, yeah. But look at Amsterdam now and look at how, how, um, 
how many Dutch engineers there are and how much knowledge we have of water and how, you know, yeah, glossing it over, basically. That's, that's interesting. It's just kind of glossed over. And then when you, when you like, deep it, it's just like, for us coming in here, uh, Amsterdam or Holland in general is looked upon as being like very liberal mm -mm. and very free. So it'd be good to just get your point of view on like, you know, what is the reality? Because I think when we all came over here, we mm. thought like this is very free country, except everybody. Mm. And so like when you're telling me stories like this, it sounds a lot like England to me. And that's like not my expectation because mm. on the outside, it looks very different. Oh, interesting one. I think that... The problem in Holland, and with Dutch people in general, but not everybody, but just in general, is that they label themselves as liberal. And so what you then get is, oh, but we're liberal, so we don't have that problem. And we don't do that. And the Dutch, no, never. But then you still have Black Pete. Mm. And you still have institutionalized racism. Mm. Which has been shown by the government and their... their the the that, government! Yeah. <laughs> the government! Yeah, and you still have Black Pete. Mm. And then you, you dare then say, oh, but Holland? Racist? Mm. No! It's brushing it under the carpet kind mm. of thing, isn't it? it it's funny and not acknowledging it, yeah. yeah. It's like every country has like a blind every country, yeah, just yeah, bl yeah, blind spot. So it's almost like in America, the American dream. And if you actually look at the American dream versus the actual reality, yeah, it's, it's, it's almost like you believe the marketing. So obviously, like oh, yeah. he has been marketed. We, we, we spoke about it. Yeah. <laughs> so he has been marketed as being like a kind of like liberal, you know. Here and so it's been said so much that people like believe it in their head, and it's exactly. just not forced them to actually deal with the reality of the situation, which maybe yeah. is a little bit different to what they think yeah and i think what then ties into that is that it's a white country and so these people in in the government are not having to live with the effect of institutionalized racism or the effect of black people so they can easily say like it's almost as pathetic as you can't really blame them because they're not they're not affected by any of it you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, 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 I get what you're saying, and it's interesting when you, like, recount everything. But, like, I know you're, like, a positive person, so mm -hmm. I want to say, in Dutch history and just in general, being in Holland, what are some of the things that bring you joy, like, the golden things about being from here? Like, what would you say are the really positive things? When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ooh. I'm assuming they are. Positive Pampy. He makes them prayers every now and then. No, no, no. Monthly checking. Ooh. You know what it is? I'm so English. I was going to ask that. Like, I'm not yeah. Dutch. Yeah, I was going to ask that. Like, my yeah. accent's a bit wonky. <laughs> and, I, you know, I've lived here for a long time. But I don't identify as Dutch. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so I can enjoy the fact that Amsterdam is so small that you can cycle from one end to the other. Trust. Yeah. I, can, I can love the fact that, you know... The Dutch health healthcare system is amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Me and Kwame talked about this last um, week. It's immaculate. It's immaculate. <laughs> Great word. No, really, it's immaculate. Great word. Um, Very I true. can, 
the creative scene in Amsterdam is amazing. Mm. I have been able to develop myself mentally, physically on so many levels mm. by living here, but I'm not really Dutch. Yeah. So I wouldn't thank the Dutch society for making me who I am. They've okay. aided it 100%. Yeah. And I met my boyfriend here and I'm living here. We want to buy a house here. So like, Jeez. I am definitely staying here. Mm. But yeah. It's kind of thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> but the thing is though, yeah, like <laughs> everything that you spoke about at the beginning, what you do, who you are, I feel like the, the society and the culture here enables all of that. Like, you can still be training to be a teacher and run a photography studio yes. at the same time. Correct. Do you know what I mean? And I don't know if I could have done that in Manchester. Yeah, right. Yeah. And that's just because of True. me having way more responsibility for my family. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's me being, you know, an empathic person and th thinking about, okay, instead of, you know, pursuing this creative career, I could also get three jobs and pay different bills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so definitely that individualism that I am experiencing here, mm -hmm. which is sometimes a negative thing, has proven to be a positive thing for me. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. So yeah, I will yeah thank the Dutch society for that and me being here for that. I, I think it's the pace as well. Sorry, Key. Mm. Like, um... Like um, Amsterdam is very well, yeah. Amsterdam is very chill compared to a lot of like major cities, like your New Yorks or maybe even your Torontos, but definitely your Londons. Yeah, definitely. I never, I, I've been to Manchester for a weekend, but I was there, so I, in my head I've never been to Manchester. But I can imagine Manchester is still more lively, <laughs> or may, maybe maybe Manchester there's sorry, there's a, a quicker pace. Definitely not. You understand? So I, but it's not. I, no, I don't okay, agree. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah. In Manchester, I. But maybe because I'm on the run here all the time, when I go to Manchester, everything oh, slows yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. Like, I can relax. I can actually hide. It's like me hiding from life <laughs> in Manchester, and it's such a beautiful bliss feeling. Wow. I can la literally go from my auntie's house to my uncle's house and just be like, oh, can I have a cup of tea? Thank you. It's the best when you're back home. Best. <laughs> and because I'm, as I said before, I'm an individual here. So I'm on my own, I'm on my guard, I'm having to fight life on my own. So when I go back, for me, it just all slows down. But I don't know if what, what that would mean for somebody else. But for me, Amsterdam's fast, fast, fast paced. Okay, okay. Um, you mentioned something about um, leaving a legacy for your ancestors. Mm. And um, I guess that led me to think about what you're doing right now mm -hmm. um, with the new normal. So I'd love to like just hear about what it is, that it, what the new normal is, why yeah, you decided sure. to do it, and yeah, just learn a little bit more about that. Um, all right, so the summer of 2020, Black Lives, Latin, uh, Black Lives Matter movement, the most recent one, because there have been many. many. Um, I, and then we're gonna tie back into the Cool Kids Club. Mm -hmm. I wanted to create a space where we could talk and come together as young creatives that was not the Cool Kids Club. Mm. That was not the, oh, you go to this event, hold your red cup, take some pictures, then F off home. Mm. I wanted it to be somewhere where we could talk about social matters that were difficult to speak about, but that it was a safe space to do so. Mm -hmm without it having the pressure of, oh my God, this is so cool. Oh my God, so many cool people. Oh my God, oh my God. No, calm down, it's serious business, let's talk. Let's, yeah. let's feel, let's go through it together. And Creating a community. Yeah, community, but without it being cool. Um, and that happened. And I think that because I'm a very, very light-skinned black woman, um, and I'm still having trouble trying to find out where I fit on the spectrum of black. Mm. Um, Explain that. Well, I think that I'm having a bit of a, and it's not a bad thing, but I'm having a bit of a, a crisis as to how black I am. Okay. Um, Is that a thing? Yeah. In, not, not to disqualify what mm. you mean, but like, where, where, where has that narrative come from? Us. Or maybe not. Um, what do you mean by us? Black people. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because, like, there is, um, there is a, a, a skill factor or a level of blackness. Yeah, okay. I mean, maybe at one point we've all had it. Oh, that guy's so black. Calm, Zach. 
You understand? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also think if you look at history and you look at like my upbringing with my dad, he talk about this all the time about slavery. Mm. You'd have the field workers and you'd have the black people and half caste people. Yeah. I know you're not meant to say that anymore, but that's what they called it back in the day that worked in the house and that the women were raped by the slave owners and they created the light skin picking, you know, like the, the kids. Yeah. And so I think that divide has trickled down in the black community and me being of such richness um, ethnically wise it's a blessing definitely is a blessing but for me now personally it's hard because inside I am so black it's ridiculous like I've lived in Nigeria I've got my Jamaican roots like I'm really really black but on the outside, I'm so light. Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. But it shouldn't be, I think, and I think I hear your, um, I hear where you're coming from. Like, mm. And I understand, like, not understand exactly what you're going through, but I mm. understand that there are levels of colorism and shadism that mm. work w within our community. Mm. But what I would say is that, like, it shouldn't matter, really, to you. And I know it's, yeah. and I, I know the time that we're working in right now is very difficult because at the minute it's like Black Lives Matter happens in the, in the summer, in the summer, mm. and then everybody no matter who you are, you want to stand and talk about what you believe. Mm. Whereas there are people that are in our community where, and we, we like to do it a lot. We like to, I'm not saying that everyone does it, but I, we like to look at people that are talking about certain things and we wonder, are, is that person qualified? Exactly. To talk on it? exactly. And, and, and touch upon their experiences. Yeah. And in the summer, I really noticed and felt, and again, it's not a bad thing, it's, it's, um, it's a process, mm -hmm. right? I really noticed that I was like, oh my God, can I speak about this? Mm. Yes, I can. You know, remind yourself of who you are. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can. But then, oh my God. But my experiences as a light-skinned black person are not the same as a dark-skinned black person. Does not take away from my experiences exactly. Exactly. absolutely not but i think that the awareness of those differences mm -hmm. mm. has definitely um come to me in the last year yeah. mm. and it's as i said again a process which you know i want to speak judge then but um <laughs> <Please do>. it's <laughs> well. um but yeah it's like um and then with the new normal like it's I want to create a community where I can give other people the stage to talk about, you know, different topics. And it's a beautiful thing to be able to, you know, talk about this and, and other, other topics. Yeah, I think, yeah, definitely. I think I'd agree with you. I think everyone in this room will um, attest to that conversation is important. Mm. And the fact that you've definitely. had, like... You're, you're having that realization within yourself to mm. say, look, my experience, even though I have had an experience of being black and a, a woman and a light-skinned black woman, mm. it's different to someone else. The mm. fact that you're having a conversation about it means that you're moving forward, you know what mm. I mean? And I think you should never, ever feel that you are inadequate or less than a, a black woman or a, a light-skinned black woman or a person yeah. because of what is on the outside. Because the fact of the matter is you've gone through probably more experiences than so many other people yeah. and your, your your experience and your point of view are valid so like yeah. I don't think you should ever really think of and it that way and the key word is experience yeah exactly like, doesn't matter what colour you see yourself if you've experienced something from somebody else mm. you've been given that experience because of how they see you mm. yeah exactly do you know what I'm trying to say but that's the, that's what tracks your mind that's what tracks your head in this is because in the black community I've experienced it on so many occasions where people are like, oh, but Cuba, you're the educated, light-skinned black person. And so you have nothing to say in this because look at you. Look at the definition of your curls. Look at how you present yourself. Look at how you speak. Look at the color of your skin. But with white people, they do not see me as white. And so... In that world, I then have to navigate myself and experience racism, mm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so I'm, like, stuck because for white people, I'm not white. Mm. For black people, not all, but for... In some situations, I'm seen as different mm. than black people. And so I'm just trying to 
navigate through those two worlds? It's very, it's very interesting. Sorry to cut you, Susan. Okay, go on. Because um, we spoke to Burano, yeah? Mm -hmm. And Burano's talking about the way... If you're from Southeast, you have to work in different... You have to, like, move in different ways in different places. Mm -hmm. It's like code switching. It's mm -hmm. the same thing that you're doing. And it's so funny that it's, like, from a completely different point of view mm -hmm. to see that, like, everybody has to figure out a way to navigate through mm -hmm. their lives because we're all, like, we're all kind of up against it in some way, mm -hmm. do you know what I mean? And I guess, like, the way that you're doing it is through your interactions with diff people from different races. Piranha mm -hmm. does the same thing, but it's based on the, and that's based on the color of your skin, but mm -hmm. it's based off where he's from and the yeah, color of, of his skin as well. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, it's so, as, as a point to just to like put, yeah, put it yeah, there, yeah. I think it's just a nice thing to, yeah. to, to, to understand. Go on, see what you're saying. You know, because if you're like white, then you're white. There's no one has had like a different shade of white and you're just like, oh, exactly. he gets treated differently, which is an interesting mm. one. And then, Kira, to your point, I was just going to say that, um, also, just bear in mind that no, no one really knows what we are because we have not been taught our history. So, like in the community ourselves, we're projecting things, different things we're being told. We're trying to figure it out, which is why people are like some people are saying this, some people are saying that. Like mm -hmm. an example is that melanin's been in the dictionary for a while, mm -hmm. but probably just start getting used two years ago. Yeah. Or you know, because someone picked it up and was just mm -hmm. like, or read a book and was just like, oh. Da, 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 da. So, like, I think within the community, everyone's still trying to figure it out. And as a, like, a Nigerian guy, like, there's a lot of our history that I didn't know about until, like, I think I watched um, Birth of a Nation on Netflix. Okay. And that was just, like, the first time, like, my eyes were open. Like, you know, like, that street in Nigeria, like, Bodilon. It's, it's named after, like, a colonial, um, a, a colonial oppressor. Mm. And it's just kind of like knowing within these streets in Nigeria you used to walk, walk on, like, actually those names are from people that colonize the country. There's even a statue of some of them. And it's like, if you're going to the country that's been colonized and they still have statues of people that were oppressing them there, that just shows a level of confusion exactly. within there. So it's just like, and this is the result of a lack of education mm. on our own cultures that people are trying to figure it out and make their own kind of rules. And it mm. becomes like at school where you have the cool kids table and it's just like, oh, you can't sit with us. This is our rules. And then it's like literally like a school situation, yeah. but in a kind of a racial context and yeah. everyone but no what, one really what's knows. interesting on that though yeah is like this whole conversation is a little bit about both worlds in it it's mm. about history yeah. like mm -hmm. what you guys are talking about but also the present day as yeah. well yeah. like with everything we've discussed about you your identity what you do mm. how do you see yourself as a figurehead and someone that sets an example for the for the younger generation and are you are you conscious of the fact that as someone who goes through some of the internal struggles that you do and we all go through internal struggles mm -hmm. Are you aware of the example that you can set for younger generations of people that may look up to you as well? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, and then that is because, and that's coming back to Instagram, because that's my platform of, of choice. I try and portray my life as real as it can be. Mm. And some people can find it extra, but I am extra, so I'm not going to apologise for that. And if you Shout don't want, yeah, unfollow me, like, it's fine. But I am a naturally very high energetic, high emotional person. All the time. Mm. Like, yeah. You're so sick yeah. of that, <laughs> But I also... So you can be either rational or emotional. Not all the time, but I have noticed that I'm not really rational. I'm more of a, an emotional person. And so my emotions are always there whether it's a negative emotion or a positive emotion. So the, the extraness that you then describe as all the time is just my energy, which is always high and fueled by emotions. But with Instagram or with whoever I'm talking to or whoever I'm you know, in touch with, I try and show both sides of that. So if I'm upset, which is really intense sometimes, I will show that as well because it's so normal. Mm, like, I am struggling with mental health issues. Mm. But I'm also a very, very, very happy person. Mm. And you can be both, innit? And you can be yeah. both. Yeah. <laughs> like, my mum died a few years ago. So that's brought a lot of trauma. She had cancer. And I saw it up close and personal mm. in the hospital. That's brought nightmares. You know, me being scared of death. 
having nightmares of me actually dying or Lauren, my boyfriend, dying and me having to wake him up and be like, oh my God, are you alive? Are you breathing? But then I'll wake up and be like, good morning. Because it's genuine. Like, you can have both sides. Me being, you know, brought up by a strict African dad. Trauma. Trauma. Traumatic. Traumatic. It's ridiculous how much trauma that brought. In therapy for it, talking about it with a, you know, a counsellor. But on the other side, I'm a very, very happy person. Genuinely you know, happy, got a lot of things that I want to do in life. And you're doing a lot. And I'm doing a lot. I am actually doing it. So, like, I try and think of, okay, if somebody's watching me now or if I'm watching myself in 10, 20 years, am I going to be proud of this? If my mum is looking down at me and watching me doing what I'm doing, am I making her smile? Mm. If the answer is yes... I'll cry on Instagram. <laughs> I'll smile on Instagram. It's all of that. Yeah, facts. Well, I hope that answers your yeah, question. Yeah, no, what I, what I really like is that um, just listening to you, mm. you embrace your normalness. 100%. Yeah. You don't try to be something you're not. There's no facade, isn't it? No. But you make your normalness the cool thing about you. Yeah. Oh, thank yeah. you. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah I get it. It's like, you don't... There's no bravado. No. There's no facade. Like there's a That's very facade. important. It's just it's very, very important. It's just uh, you being normal makes you unique, and I think that's a nice. that's a thing that makes that okay. a lot of young people need to know. It's like yeah. it's okay to just be yourself because mm. when you are yourself, you're probably the cooler kid out of everybody because everyone's trying to do the thing that everyone's trying to do. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? So exactly. Yeah, I think that because I I think about this a lot, right? I think that death, and the death of somebody close, that's my life-changing, soul-shattering moment mm. that I've had in life. Mm. can be something else, but mine was that when my mum died, I was like, oh, my God. God. Mm. You better look after my mummy. Mm-hmm. But from that, I was like, if I can go through this... Mm-hmm. And if I can hold her hand, tell her to let go because she's in so much pain, kiss her, hug her, then actually say goodbye to her, bury my own mother. If I can get through that, and again, this is my very personal experience, then what is life? What is life? It's something so beautiful that I might as well be normal and embrace myself because... I went through that. Like, it's... It's beautiful. Yeah. Steven? No, I was just going to say, I was, I was literally saying the same thing when I... Um, I think it was when I went to Nigeria because it was the first time I kind of went to see my dad's grave and I was telling these guys it's the same thing when I was riding in the car on the way for the funeral. And it's just mm. like, literally, the worst thing has happened. So like, what is there to exactly. fear after that? And it just gives you, like, a huge... Release to just release. not really yeah. care about anything. It just gives you that extra lease of freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also wanted to touch with you because I know you're a happy person, you're a mm-hmm. happy soul in general, and I just wanted to ask some odd questions. Yeah, go on. <laughs> right. What are some of the most creative things that you've seen or been a part of since you've been here in um, Amsterdam? The most crazy and what was the second? The bit? most creative things that you've either seen or been a part oh, yeah. of or witnessed, like creative things. Um, brown skin girl. Yo. Oh, okay. Brown skin girl yeah. was lit. Yeah, yeah. So for the people listening, there, I was asleep. Oh, God. <laughs> you missed out. Uh, so brown skin girl. All right, I need to rewind a bit. I approached Jasmine, who is the sickest creative I know. Mm. She owns Moonfields Online, which is um, a spiritual uh, web shop. She's a stylist, a photographer, creative director, everything. And so when I started out, um, I was like, okay, I need a mentor. I need somebody who I can follow, who I really love, from a distance, <laughs> a bit of a stalker-ish kind of thing, but who I really love and admire from a distance, I need to, 
to connect with them. Sent her a message on Instagram saying, listen, I really love you. I, like, not to be creepy, but I love your stuff. Can I please assist you? Mm. And she was like, oh, my God. Nobody's ever asked me that before. And I'm like, listen, I might as well, because, like, I already have a no. If I reach out to you, you might say yes. Mm. Reached out, assisted her. I already have a no. Like, it's such a Dutch thing to say. It's like, you already have a no, so you can get a yes. That's incredible. Yeah, I, knew, yeah, I know you'd love that shit. Yeah. <laughs> yes, like, <laughs> like, yes, you can like, see his brain like, like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what? Lower back tat loading, fam. A chumpster. I don't know why I said that. Lower back. So I reached out to her and she's like, oh my God, okay. So I helped her a few times and then she was like, okay, for Sony, we are looking for an all black female crew of creatives. Would you like to be my photography assistant? And I'm like, oh my God. Yes. Didn't even know the people that were coming. I'm like, yes. Sony, what? Me? Create a photography assistant? Yes, please. So we do this massive shoot. These... Influences that came made me want to shit my pants. I swear. Like, I was shaking. I was like, all right, Cuba, <laughs> act cool. <laughs> you got this. Keep it together, girl. Keep it together, girl. <laughs> so I'm keeping it together. Amazing, amazing individuals that came through. We really, really put on a show. Then a few months later, we had um, a show, like um, an art gallery thing. Mm -hmm. And Good. that was just amazing. Sick, so you've got you to think of this. Everybody that was at that shoot were women of colour and in the creative scene. Mm. Then we have an art gallery opening for all these pictures that we took. And my picture, one of my pictures is hanging there. Listen, mm. I stood there all night saying, listen, I took this picture. That's, what, that's how we <laughs> met Cuba. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how we met yeah, Cuba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, like, I was telling everybody. I took, by the way, guys, are you having a nice night? I uh, See that picture over there? That, like, I was literally stood in front of it. So everybody proud. Looking, thinking, I love that, man. I took this picture. I think that's the first big, big thing. Amazing. That's that so dope, was, man. Because it was just like a room full of black people. I remember that day. And I, yeah. I remember like being there and be like, where have y'all been? Exactly. 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 No, no, we're good, we're good. I was actually asleep. No, but I, I didn't have any other reason oh, okay, apart from okay. I was just sleeping. <laughs> No, you missed Nathan out. was there as well. Yeah, Nathan right? was there. Nathan yeah, was there. Um, Even my brother was there. Your, your oh, friend. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jenny. Jenny was, was there. Yeah. I met you guys yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got pictures of you on my laptop from that event. I'll send you oh, them later. Oh, wavy. But yeah. Ada was there. Yeah. yeah. Kieran yeah. Came, back, came back and gave me the report because we linked up at Stephen's house yeah, after. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Gave me the report. I was like, oh. I'm so vexed. No, I think that was because from that moment, because there were girls that I'm still in touch with that I met there, and you guys, obviously, but so many other people that are not part of the Cool Kids Club. Mm. The Cool Kids were there, don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah, they were there, and I was, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, full effect, man. In force. <laughs> a legion but of them. it was such a nice, chilled vibe. No, mm. for sure. Yeah, it, it really was. was. And so I was really like, nice. okay, this is possible. We can do this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was really nice. We can do this, yeah. Mm. Do you have another odd question for yeah, me? That wasn't <laughs> odd, by the way. Huh? I, I really thought you were about to go hell to no, skeleton. I, I know, but that was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. We'll, we'll crank it up a little bit. Okay, okay. let's okay. go. Cool. So I asked this to uh, Brianna last time. So we're talking about looking at the golden golden age, which mm. was kind of like horses, chariots, that kind of thing. Mm. If you had to equate some of those items into like today's scenario, mm. what would be your equivalent of like... Um, a crown, for instance, like what represents a crown for you in today? A crown. Doesn't have to be literal, but like no, a no, crown. No, no, I get it. Like perfect. A crown. I think it would either. I've got two things that that I'm thinking about. The most obvious would be. My hair. Mm. Oh, wow. Okay, that's a good way. But I'm very... My hair's my biggest insecurity because mm. I've got very thin hair. Mm. But when I switch it up, 
and put braids in and twisting, I'm like, yo, yo. this is my crowd. <laughs> <laughs> At least you can do that. When your hairline starts to thin as a man, exactly. it's, it's just game over. You go to Turkey. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Turkey. 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 And then you get those dots yeah, on your head. Yeah. No shame. So I've got it. I remember being one. in Istanbul, sorry, just a little side note. And then you've told me like, this story before. Just seeing literally Fair hundreds much. of men yeah. walking around with the hair transplant. Is it? It's like a, it's yeah. like a small, it's like a wrapped towel around your head. Because they take hair from the back and then, uh, then they put it at the it's, front. Yeah, it's, okay, it's, okay, it's okay. very surreal. Like you're yeah. walking around Istanbul and there's hundreds of men with this mm. thing. Nothing. Even on your flight back, just bare like, man shamelessly yeah. with the transplant. And do you know what? I'm not trying to even no, shame them. No, like, no, it's no. Wait, bro, if, a very if I, listen, interesting thing if to I see. If I had monies, yeah, and my <laughs> hair was going, I'd go do it. What for? Would you? Why not? Yeah. I'm, I why not? I would, why not? Why not? It's just in the same way when I was offered braces at... It's different. 15, 16. Different, I didn't different. do it. Why? I, I, I just embrace who I am and how my body. No, no, is. I get it, but like, True. I would, I'd happily do it. Happily embrace the board look too. <laughs> do, you, do, you know, do, you, do you know what I mean? I just do it. Like this, why, why not? I've got a beard to fall back on, in it, so I'm. Calm. I hear that. If I had, a, today, if I was bald and no beard, then I would be stressed. Stressed. One potato. Trust me. Long. Oh, my second one would be my camera. Whether that's Ooh, on my phone, nice. because we've got nice. really good cameras really nice. now, or my actual camera, which mm. cost me an arm and a leg, but I'm so happy that I bought it. Mm. Because it's powerful. Mm. And I don't write anymore. I used to write, so before I would have been like, oh, my fingers to type or pen. But now, because I like to like capture a moment or mm. capture an emotion or a vibe, it would be my camera. Because wow. mm. that's what that's I can give the world. Mm. That's dope. That's so sick. That's dope. Yeah. And where would your palace be? What would be your oh. palace? What's your place? <sighs> somewhere that feels like home. Somewhere mm. where there's a kitchen that I can cook with a table, with comfortable chairs that we can all eat, that I can invite people over. Mm -hmm. um, but nowhere specific. Nowhere specific. Yeah. Like that can be anywhere. Yeah. And and then, um, if we were to ask, what is the, who represents the golden generation today? Like, who are they? Is it, is it people? Is it feeling? Is it a thing? Mm. What is that gold that exists today for you? I think... You're on fire today, by the way. Yeah, silly. you are on fire. Silly. These are good questions. It's silly. Yeah, and key is a fact. You too. Um, golden... All right. So there are a few people and things and feelings mm -hmm. that just genuinely, like... You know when you have that moment where your heart actually warms up and it, like, yeah. swells up and you, like, you actually nearly want to cry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you're just like, oh, my God! <laughs> yeah! I've read you about do. It. You, we're going to get you there. Yeah. Act, but, acting like he's a stone, bruv. Never kill her, just stone. Just stone, <laughs> just stone. Just stone cold Steve Austin. But said. I think... A few people that make me feel like that are, um, to be honest, to be very honest, this podcast. Yeah. Like, I'm really not even going to lie. This podcast, and I told you this before, yeah, yeah, yeah. it makes me so happy oh, to wow, listen to this beautiful. podcast. You, yeah. When you guys talk about what makes you happy, you have to understand my dad never talked about what made him smile. And then I'm in a room, literally on my scooter, on my bike, in a room full of banter, full of love for one another, respect for one another, educated, happy souls talking about what made you smile. Like, sorry. Sorry. That was from Stephen again. That's Shout out to you. Shout out to Stephen. Bro, just... <laughs> this is your episode, fam. Cuba, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Stephen's the guest. Stephen's the guest. Let me get a picture of you after, please, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so damn emotional. No, but, no, but, no, but, no, but, Cuba, that's, that, that's a great answer. <laughs> it happens, it happens. <laughs> Judep, 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 what's happening? It's all flipped. It's, it's all bad. Pull up sometimes. It's all bad. It's all Keep bad. Keep what you know what? Because you know sometimes when... You see when Stephen sometimes get like a surface level compliment, yeah? 
he, he, he like acts up in it, but when he gets a, a compliment that deep, it's just he like. He don't know what to do. Right, okay. He yeah. don't know what to do. The reprogram ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> he just melts down. Growth, bro. It's growth. We'll be back after this commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back after this commercial break. shutting down, bro. So, yeah, no, thank you for that, but you, I, I think you still had a... You no, still I could, mean, okay. and then you got people... Um, I love Coco. Mm, you guys know Coco? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we know Coco. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Know Coco. I've been on a walk with her through Vonno in, I think, either the first or second lockdown, and that talk was just like, wow, yes. An older person that knows what I'm going through, that oh, yeah, feels yeah. me, that I feel... Very closely, I can imagine. Um, and then I got Jalisa, my business partner. Mm-hmm. Like, we complement each other on so many levels. Like, she's smart, loyal, funny, you know, got that, has that drive that drives me, gra- like, grounds me. Um, but, yeah, go. And then I've got my boyfriend. Like, shout yeah. out to my yeah. boyfriend. Like, shout he's a lawyer, hard-working black man mm. in a white firm. Mm. Doing things, he's on the posters, he's on the website, sick, sick, sick. setting that example. Yeah, yeah. He's currently studying um, again. Again. Going for his second masters. Wow. Just wow. greedy. You sleep in your house. Just like. greedy. Although we always, we, we, we literally always work. Like we chill, but we but we work hard and we play I love hard. It. I and sharp and sharp. Yeah. Um, so those love are like the golden people, like people that just motivate me, mm. and like motivate others, and like are setting the examples and. Mm are working hard and playing hard as well yeah. who can also so, have fun and then yeah. the last one before I yeah, call on. off um, <laughs> so if the golden age had a legacy yeah, go um, for the golden generation that's coming in the future mm. what would you like their legacy to be what would you like them to leave your or, legacy to be yeah, yeah. or to be oh. known as as part of the GG yeah. what would you like them to be known for a generation that knows when to stop Ooh, okay. and take a break mm-hmm. and breathe. Mm-hmm. Still work hard. Definitely still work hard and have a goal, you know. But definitely listen to that inner voice that's, be, that's screaming and being like, oh, my God, I'm tired or, ooh, this is hard or I don't like this situation, I want to go home. Take naps, mm-hmm. rest, mm-hmm. read books. Mm-hmm. But just like, because as we said before, the generation of my dad, work, 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 harsh, 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 mm-hmm. protection, no fun, work, work, work. We're now like living life. Mm-hmm. But I feel that because we're going that fast, it's hard sometimes to like pull the brakes and be like, whoa. Yeah. We are doing it, definitely are doing it. But the generation after us will then find that perfect sweet spot between working hard, making that money, but also taking (laughs) breaks and going on holiday and and working abroad and going on three-month breaks. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking at Yaf right now. (laughs) Beach pictures, (laughs) chilling, like, you know... Hey, you're speaking about how important it is. Yeah, no, it's, it's really <laughs> important. Yeah, like, it's really important. But, yeah, that would be the, the legacy. That's, that's beautiful. Yeah. No further questions, Your Honour. <laughs> All right, then. Boy, go on. Thank you. I just have to say thank yes. you. Oh, thank you. Because, like, you're, you've been, a, you've been a, a, a long-time fan of the show. Thank you for your energy in yeah, real life. Um, for, 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 thank you for supporting us on all of our endeavours. Thank you for your help with Diversity Collective early on, giving me pointers on how to shape that and stuff. And just also, I remember the first time like, my, myself and Yaf met you at Oscar in July, July 1st, for, like, um, Ketty Cotty. And I remember just being, like bowled over by your like your elegance your excitement your energy and it was like honestly like the first time meeting someone that was truly in, in, truly like um invested in the pod and it's c- kind of was like maybe the f- maybe yeah if you had it before in london i think or someone someone here was here but it was the first thing we're like oh there's a little bit of maybe power or there's a little bit of a an effect you understand like uh, uh, us men are chatting but there's 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 output you understand oh, there's, yeah, there's a feeling definitely. and just thank you for always always keeping it real with us and you're 24 years old, and what you've done is inspiring. Oh, let me, I, I was, was going to say scary, but let me just say... No, it's scary as well. It's scary as hell. Yeah, it bit, really is scary. Like, bit. it's a lot. It's but good, yeah. but scary. But just thank you. Scary good. Scary good. Mm. Yeah, I like that. 
I'm just uh, here filming. But uh, I guess we can wrap it here, boys. Um, and girls, and ladies, and gentlemen. People. 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 Um, Persons. You've been listening to the Out of Home podcast with your boys, Kieran, Yaf, Stephen, Kwame, Ginny, uh, and Keita. And we were joined today by the lovely Cuba. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you so much, guys. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you. You London boys are crazy. 